Hello everyone, I'm Ryan. I'm Kaylee. And we're the Culture Queens, and welcome back to the Culture Queens podcast. Today we have another special guest, and it's Jillian, again. Again. (laughs) We're not talking about the military, we're talking about something cool. Kidding. <laughs> military is fantastic and she's done so much great work with the military and she even went to dc when you know those people were raiding dc so you know thank you for your service jillian yeah um but today we're going to shift gears a little bit and talk about um fandom culture because jillian's really big into that and in my opinion <laughs> jillian's low-key famous no no, no. <laughs> yes, actually so can you just tell us about I don't know, should we start with how you got into fandom culture or like what fandoms you are a part of and then we can talk about what? Yeah, yeah. I'll give you a, <laughs> a brief history of how I okay. centered fandom culture. Perfect. Where I am now. <laughs> Love that. Um, so it started in middle school when um, I became obsessed with YouTubers. <laughs> yeah. I was really obsessed with Tyler Oakley and also Troy Sivan. Oh my God, I can see you being excited. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tyler um, Oakley. Yeah. Little, he, uh, I don't know. I was like, I don't know why I'm like so happy that this man is like out and proud, which makes sense now because I'm like also gay. <laughs> but I was like, wow, okay. Um, but then I transition from being obsessed with those youtubers to being obsessed with dan and phil on youtube and then i got out of the (laughs) real people phase and started watching a lot of tv and i became obsessed with most presently um voltron and keith and lance from voltron so that's what i'm doing now (laughs) for those that don't know what's voltron because i don't oh yeah so it's um it was a show i think in the 80s and they rebooted it um, and it's a it's an animated show and it's on Netflix and it's about I don't know these like five like teenagers from Earth like get I don't know they go into space like they get like sucked into space basically not really they go on a lion um, and they become defenders of the universe <laughs> they're like it's in so charge cool. of saving everyone have you watched first, it I, I no I've never watched it at first I was remembering that movie that came out and it was called like the Valerian or something. but that's not the same thing but cool yeah wait I need to like watch an episode now on Netflix see what it's all about yeah you should the first two seasons you should definitely watch (laughs) (laughs) um yeah but Voltron's like even though it came out I don't remember what year it came out I just remember being in high school watching it same um but it's still like the fans are so passionate still even today yeah (laughs) I know you can definitely say that Jillian because people are still making fan art people are still writing fan fictions and stuff like that um it's really the fans that kind of keep things alive I think yeah Uh, and the same goes for like old series like our friend Kira she keeps Buffy the Vampire Slayer alive yeah (laughs) um so it's all the fans and there aren't are there not new episodes like coming out now? No, the show's finished. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God. Wow. <laughs> I kept having to write like fix it fix. I was like, and let's imagine that all of this didn't happen. <laughs> gotcha. So yeah, talk about what, you know, why you decided to start writing fan fiction about Voltron and like how that all started. Um, well, when I started watching Voltron, I was still really into Dan and Phil and 
embarrassingly, I did write some fan fiction about them. And by some, I mean, like I gained a lot of followers on Tumblr because of, because of that. And then um, I started watching Voltron and I was like, uh-oh, like new obsession alert. Um, I was just like sucked into it immediately. I'd like, I'd, I, you know what? I'd seen like one gift set on my dashboard and I was like, I was like, um, that looks like a ship I could ship. And then, <laughs> and then I started watching it, was immediately obsessed. And I started, I, I think like from the first time I watched Voltron, I never wrote Dan and Phil fan fiction again. <laughs> and it was just um, Clance. And then a lot of my followers were like, I started watching Voltron because of you. And I was like, good, because otherwise you're following me for no reason anymore. <laughs> That's insane how like you could just impact so many people with your account <laughs> and your platform which I, I think many people into different fandoms on accident <laughs> um, I think that's a great thing you're getting people to like like what you like <laughs> and therefore like your content which is really yes. cool <laughs> yeah that's um, pretty powerful yeah you write so much I don't know how you do it you're always writing like I mean I live with Jillian she's always writing and I feel like you just never have writer's block um how do you do it? How do you keep consistently writing and putting out content for people um, who are actually like paying for your writing? <laughs> um, I don't know. I think part of it's just because I'm like so passionate about it. Like, I don't know, writing is my favorite thing to do. And for me, it's really easy with fan fiction. Like this might like writing fan fiction might've contributed to like writing my like trouble of writing original stories. Like I do that at least once a year, but I'm like, I don't know those characters as well and I have to like come up with like the whole setting and world but then like with fan fiction it's like I already know these characters I already know like what I want to happen and it's just like it's so easy it's like you can just jump into it um so I don't know I just think like super like easy for me to just get into writing fan fiction at any time of the day <laughs> so I started a patreon I, this is actually the second time I started one I had one a little bit before I went to like for like a year or so before I went to boot camp and then I was like I'm going to boot camp like there's no way I can provide any content so I like there's like this option on patreon where you can like basically put it on pause and so like people are still your patrons but patrons but they're um they're no longer paying and then I think I, yeah I restarted it this last summer and I was like um I'm back <laughs> and then I like revamped the whole thing like created new tiers or whatever so I have like content like like tiers where it's like if you have this tier you get everything like everything I'll post on AO3 I'll post it here first you get like early access um I also have like the highest tier is you I'll write a like a like a commission for you every month except it's just like like you're not paying me for the commission you're paying me for being a patron a patron um <laughs> And then I'll write a fic longer than the amount you would have paid for were this an actual commission. Um, I don't know, it's working out so well so far. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And so what kind of, besides Patreon, what platforms do you use to like publish your stuff and like how do people find you? Um, I mainly use, and by mainly I mean only, I only use AO3. <laughs> um, I think... The way that people find me is well one partially like tags and whatever like like if you use the right tags people are bound to stumble across your fic i think also a big part of it is that i'd already had like a built-up following from my past fandoms so it's like when i got into this new fandom like everyone will like get like 
if they were subscribed to me, they'd get updates. So it was like, okay, she's posting fix that I'm in a fandom I'm not a part of. And so a lot of people just like jumped on board. <laughs> That's so cool. And were your like original followers from Tumblr? Is that what you're saying? Gotcha. Yeah. So back when in like my older fandom days, I did post my fix on Tumblr instead. <laughs> yeah, yes, I remember that. I remember, you know, searching up some fanfics on Tumblr. Yeah. <laughs> or um actually I when I was in middle school or something, or high school, my friends and I all had Wattpad. Yeah, I, I, that was actually where my first <laughs> We would <laughs> read fanfics on Wattpad. Yeah. They were like yeah, they were like the I don't know, like the One Direction and like, they were really dumb. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I, I, I never check my Wattpad, but like it's still like up. And sometimes I'll like, like once every couple of years, I'll go and look and just see like all these comments. And I'm like, ah, like I get overwhelmed and log out immediately. I'm like, so sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> I disappeared, but you can find me there. <laughs> like I promise I was still writing. I'm just not here. <laughs> I guess I'm I'm wondering like I mean I'm also part of like fandoms and stuff too but like not as I feel like I'm not as passionate as you I guess you know what I mean like I'm into all these shows and stuff but I feel like I like I guess my question is how do you contribute to a fandom and like how do you make yourself known within one true um I feel like uh, I mean I don't know in my mind I feel like there's like three tiers of people in the fandom and not like tiers like this but like sections yeah. I feel like there's like like writers and artists and then like consumers so like I, th I think everyone obviously plays a big part it's like people that like create wouldn't have anyone to consume their content if people weren't just like around to be like screaming and like reblogging and whatever um so I think I definitely contribute by you know writing fix so like sometimes I'll see art and be like hey, I'm writing a fic about this. And they're like, oh man, <laughs> I'll make art for your fic. <laughs> I feel like the easiest way to make yourself known is to be creating content. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what's hard about that is like, even like people who are like really great artists or really great writers, like when you're first starting out, it's like hard for people like to get noticed. Um, I think a big part of it can be like following other people and like um, interacting with the community because like if you're on like Twitter I think that's like in my opinion that's like where the biggest like fandom like is right now like people congregate there now instead of t um, Tumblr so if you just like follow a bunch of people and like start you know responding to their tweets like retweeting things and whatever like making friends I feel like that helps a lot because then you have like this like you like start to form like a little base of people who will be there to like help promote what you create I know you've like made some online friends too throughout this. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I have a lot of like, I, I don't know. I feel like I have a lot of friends in like different sections of the internet from where we met because of fandom. <laughs> um, I have like this one friend, Kayla, who I've known since my like Tyler Oakley days. <laughs> wow. Um, and we've like met in real life a few times and we like talk all the time. Um, and then I have this other group of friends who... I met in my Jan and Phil days. One of them was actually from the Tyler Oakley days. <laughs> but then like we were all like in, we all became friends at different times or I became friends with all of them at different times. And then nowadays we're all like just one friend group. We have like a group chat on Twitter that, <laughs> that we're talking in constantly. <laughs> that's so cool. I've never been someone that's like 
I guess, actively like made friends over the internet. But I know a lot of people that that have and it just seems and like my boyfriend and like, you know, his friends, like they play video games and that mm -hmm. sort of like culture too of just like hopping on like the internet basically and just like talking with people that you don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's like the anxious introvert in me, but I'm just like, I would never do that. Okay. Like, I don't want to talk to people I don't know. I'm just gonna like talk to, you know, you and like, you know, people, <laughs> my friends and like get them to play games with me. But yeah, I guess like, do you, did you ever, was there a time when you were first starting out that like you were kind of like anxious to like meet like strangers, I guess, or just like put your content out for strangers too? Um, thankfully when I was like a 13, 14 year old, however old I was, I was like, you know, that kind of like kind of cringy little teenager that's like nothing I do is embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, oh my God, whenever I look back at like my first like fan Twitter, stan Twitter, whatever, my, I've, I have like 15,000 tweets and I would just tweet about like anything. I'd be like, am I going to eat cereal right now at the middle of the night? <laughs> um, <laughs> and I don't know, like, it was pretty easy to make friends and like talk to people randomly back then because it was like, um, I don't know, it was like everyone just seemed to be in the same boat as me. And I somehow like, I guess I probably followed people that were around the same age as me. So I was never like talking to people that were way older and like this, this girl's way immature. <laughs> were you ever nervous to like, at the beginning to put your content out for just like strangers to read? Ooh, um, I think I also had this false confidence in my writing, which was very bad at the time. <laughs> um, and I kind of like posted it and was like, this is the best. And then it started getting reads and I was like, okay, wait, is this the best? And it definitely wasn't, but everyone was just as young as me and just as willing to consume content that wasn't that good. <laughs> um, but I think maybe, I'm trying to remember what the very first thing I ever posted was. I don't think I felt nervous. I think I felt like I wanted it to get views. <laughs> I think that was my biggest concern. <laughs> I was like, will I become really popular immediately from this trashy, like 1000 word, like horribly written story? <laughs> yeah. Do you think that you just got better? Like you improved your writing just by doing it? Or did you like have... I mean, maybe, I think you could also probably get better just by, like, reading other people's, too. But, like, how do you feel like your writing style, like, evolved? Like, how did you learn to be better, I guess? <laughs> um, a lot of it definitely comes from reading, I think. Like, not fan fiction, but, like, just, like, real books. <clears throat> um, but then I think a lot of it also comes from, like, writing all the time. So, I don't know, I've been, like, so obsessed with, like, write like writing fan fiction for so long that it's like I'm constantly writing so it's like it, I don't know it'd be kind of embarrassing if I hadn't improved in all that time um <laughs> but yeah there's just like a lot of practice that goes into it oh my god sorry I just saw Mulligan oh, no, yeah. <laughs> He's yeah you're just like constantly practicing constantly improving um it, you can like see it too if you like look at like my first ever fan, fan fiction, God forbid, don't look at that, um, versus like the one I'm writing like now. Looking um. up now, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so do you write like, um, 
like you'll start like kind of like a series and then you'll like do like installments in like one story is that um yeah I do both I do like so sometimes I'll do one shots where it's like you just post it it's one chapter it can can be like a thousand words or it could be like 30,000 words and people are like this is still a one shot shot because it's only one chapter um but I also do just like chapter fix in you know, like post like one chapter at a time. And the only bad thing about that is that like, you can't go back and edit something in the earlier chapters. So you have to like really kind of be thinking ahead, except I'm also not the kind of person who tends to think ahead while I'm writing. <laughs> I'm just like, I'll get there when I get there. <laughs> I think that's insane how you just like keep writing and you just don't look back. You're just like, <laughs> this is what it's gonna be. And I'm just gonna keep going this way. Sometimes I'll like be in a later chapter and I'm like, I didn't even realize, but I did foreshadow this. <laughs> I like okay so it's funny because um when I first met Jillian I had no idea that we were kind of both into the I was really into Voltron too around <laughs> the same time I would say because that's when stuff was still kind of coming out I think mm -hmm. I think I don't know if that's true I think um, so maybe <laughs> yeah and maybe it was just ended or maybe it was like getting to the end um but I had no idea like it's kind of crazy how you can meet someone have no idea that they're into like the same things as you until you like and that's something like you don't want to just bring up like oh gosh like yeah <laughs> you know what I mean oh I know what you mean <laughs> I don't know how we ended up like being like wait a minute I love this um but I it, think was it was after I moved in because I was like I was like well you might as well know everything about me now <laughs> yeah and I actually have a Voltron poster in my room and so I was like oh yeah I like Voltron and she was like what <laughs> no way <laughs> So I just think it's cool that like you can know nothing about people, but they could be secretly like huge fans of the same thing as you. Um, that's so fun. <laughs> so fun. Yeah. It seems like that's like the a great way to just like automatically build like friendships and community. And I feel like that's what makes like fandom culture so Yeah. I mean, it's what makes it work, you know, because like you just share this passion and like it doesn't really matter if you have anything else in common, like as long as you both like that thing then like you're gonna have things to talk about like you're gonna share you know that one passion and so that's really cool I kind of wanted to, to ask you about like the sort of communities or like the culture of the community like is it all like happy and friendly and great or like are there those people in it that you're like oh like they're really mean and nasty or they leave bad comments on my stuff like Ooh, a funny story <laughs> <laughs> please tell <laughs> um well first of all I think there's always like talk about like this is a toxic fandom mm -hmm. and um I think there definitely is like such a thing but I think it's really easy to not be in like a toxic environment simply by unfollowing people who are like constantly like starting drama or whatever so i'll like see people on my timeline being like damn this this fandom's so toxic right now and i'm like i have seen nothing but like fan art and like happy tweets <laughs> like i had no idea there was like a fight going on in the background <laughs> um and there are there are always like you know like assholes who will be mean um I can't think, the only hate comments I can think of <laughs> are, um, first of all, from an anonymous account. And I think they always gave their self, themselves like the name, I think it was like Bob. And I was like, okay, original. Um, <laughs> and the comments they left weren't even like hate comments, but they were just like saying that like these characters, like this wasn't like Voltron at all. Like in Voltron, Keith and Lance aren't dating. And I'm like, 
yeah, that's what I'm changing in my fan fiction. <laughs> They're like, this isn't Lance and Keith, this is Lance and Kevin. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> But um, I, th- I don't know. I think they're funny. Maybe because the majority of the comments I get are just like screaming nice ones. So when I get like a mean comment, I'm like, I have to show all my friends this immediately. <laughs> um, I was wondering if that person was like, I don't know if I'm trying to think of the right word for it, but they sound like they're kind of just not like being a troll, but troll. like, I don't know. I guess some people do that. They just like have nothing better to do with their lives. They're just like, um, I'm sure they know what it is. One time I tweeted one of the comments. I can't remember what my cat, I, I can't, oh, I wish I knew what the, what the comment had said. It was like, it was something along the lines of what I said before. Like, this isn't really Keith and Lance. And yeah. I like tweeted it on my fan account. And then like all my, all my friends and followers were like, what were they doing in the glance tag? <laughs> like, why did they click on your thick, read the whole thing and then get mad? <laughs> That's hilarious. You know, I actually kind of want to talk about um, shipping culture. I know it's like a whole thing in itself, mm-hmm. but I assume most people know what it is, but I guess for those who don't know, would you be able to explain? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's like the idea of like seeing two people in some sort of like show or book or whatever and being like, man, those people should be dating. <laughs> um, and so then you ship them together and like most often it's like ships that aren't canon like they aren't really together but um something about these two characters will just like create like such like a big community of people that are like yeah they should be dating and then something that whole community is like making art making fix and it's like we are obsessed we want we want our ship to become canon and then it most likely never does Yeah, I think you're right that it happens a lot with, I feel like the ones I'm most passionate about are definitely ones that aren't, like, you know, yeah. the game. Um, my first, like, I didn't realize shipping was a thing until, like, I don't remember, until I started watching Avatar, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, don't hate me for this. Wait, um, Ryan, have you watched Avatar The Last Airbender? I just started it. Well, okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm like super into um, Zuko and Katara from Avatar and I have been since I was like a child and like when Avatar like, came back on Netflix I watched it again and I was just like my passion for it was like oh, oh crap like it's coming back just <laughs> feeling oh angry um, but I didn't realize it was a thing when I was a child and so when I was like ha- have you heard of fan pop Julian slash Ryan no what's fan pop uh, so there's this <laughs> it was like people who didn't like okay so I couldn't use tumblr because my parents were like super like not for it and I was also such a like a goody goody kid I was like okay I won't make it a tumblr account I'm too like scared they're gonna find out about it so I had a fan pop account instead and it was kind of like tumblr where people can share fan art um I think there is like there's polls and stuff too um I don't even know if it still exists today. I'll have to look it up after this. But I remember going on fan pop when I was like, I don't know how old I was when I started watching Avatar. I was probably really little. Um, <laughs> and I was looking up like different things from Avatar. Like you could like be a fan of something. So I would be a fan of the Avatar page, for example. Oh. Like, Phineas and Ferb page or like, you know, like SpongeBob. You know, there's just like random, random stuff that I was a fan of. Um, and they also had shipping pages. And that's when I didn't like know what it meant. And I was like, wait, do people actually think that they should be a couple? Like, I'm not crazy. Oh. Um, when I found like the Zutara, which is Zuko Katara from Avatar. 
<laughs> I'm scared that people are going to come after me. Um, <laughs> no, that's a huge shift. <laughs> it is huge. When I found that page, I was shook that other people felt the same way as me. And I think there's like a sense of community in that where, you know, you're like, oh my God, we're on the same side. But Aww. then it gets to like the point where it gets toxic, like shipping wars. wars. Is that what you just said? Yeah. <laughs> um, because I remember I just remember when I was younger, I used to go purposely, it sounds like such a really like jerky move of me. I would go to the Ang and Katara fan page and go to their polls and like vote against them. And I know I was like such a little <laughs> I was like, I hate all of them, but you know, it's it's, it's okay. Um, Kaylee's really the toxic fan. <laughs> I was the toxic fan. I was like, Damn, I, was I, the I was the troll. So that is. So I was just wondering if you've heard of the Umphian Pop. Um, but anyway, yeah, shipping wars can be so. People can be so like, like so passionate about it to the point where like they'll really get into these real fights with people online about it. Yeah. <laughs> you'll see you'll be like on top of like scrolling and you'll see like a 2000 word post and you're like huh <laughs> I just stay out of that I'm just like I will I will live inside the tag that I want to live in <laughs> yeah that makes sense it kind of reminds me I think that some of, one of the most early like shipping wars that was more mainstream and it's funny because we just watched it was Twilight um, yeah <laughs> like the team Edward versus team Jacob and you know, that stuff still kind of exists. <laughs> yeah, everyone, like, still, I feel like even if you didn't know that you were, like, shipping or, like, in a shipping war, like, everyone knows, like, it's like when you meet someone and you're, like, are you Team Edward or Team Jacob? Yeah. <laughs> no, otherwise we can't be friends. <laughs> yeah. That's Ryan, I, mean. I, I guess I kind of thought about, because I feel like I was definitely, if I, like, was ever part of, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I was ever really part of a fandom as a kid but like on I was like on tumblr and like I would go on like deviant art deviant art yes yeah, yeah. I was just about to ask you about that That's I, I thought the art was so cool and yeah I feel like I was just always looking up like super mainstream like not yeah just like things that probably my friends told me about <laughs> um but I was definitely a fan. I don't know. I was kind of a loner Tumblr like person. I wasn't really like part of any like communities within that, which I don't know. I feel like there were a lot of people that that were and that I don't know. I think that's really cool that like you can feel like a little bit less alone, mm -hmm. especially when you're like a teenager and going through oh yeah <laughs> like I don't know I hope that there are places like that now on the internet but I don't know if there are I guess like if you're really into and like part of like the fan fiction like culture and you're on those kinds of platforms but as far as like mainstream social media I feel like I don't know maybe the TikTok like um when you're on like a side of TikTok you know they, yeah. they're like I'm on like gay TikTok or straight TikTok or like anime TikTok like those kinds of things I feel like that started to create like communities mm -hmm. um but yeah I just feel like there's not Tumblr was just so like that place when yeah. we were teenagers and I don't I guess like TikTok is kind of becoming that for like today's teenagers yeah I can see that I don't know like I feel like the easiest way to be in like a little community as a teenager is to be obsessed with something and to like find that like niche on the internet 
um because like when I first got into fandom uh, well it was like at the end of middle school and then my best friend had just moved to California and I was like I'm depressed but I don't know it and <laughs> then I like found fandom and I was like up really late every night and I was like making all these friends online and I was like you know like this does fill the hole that um my friend <laughs> left <laughs> and obviously I was fine after that but it was like an introduction into fandom it was it was a fun time I honestly like love being obsessed with something I feel like the times when I'm so bored and just like I feel like I'm just dying inside <laughs> that sounds so bad but like you know how like the last the last few like months have been so like bleak and like it's really nice to be obsessed with something sometimes yeah <laughs> like I mean this sounds so stupid but I feel like my love for Animal Crossing reignited recently that's good you know, I'm like really can't wait to play it today <laughs> which is <laughs> ridiculous but you know it's okay I think it's like really nice to have something to look forward to that's not like work or school or you know, something you like mm -hmm. have to do according to society, you know, to be productive. Um, yeah. I was just talking to my roommate about this and how like, you know, you should feel, you should feel like worth in something that you're enjoying. Um, and I think you could definitely speak on that, Jillian, like, <laughs> you know, like you're so proud of your work and you know, you don't want to, you feel like you're making the most out of it and you're not wasting time doing it. Um, yeah. <laughs> something that a lot of people need to hear, you know. We're like we just feel like when we're doing something we enjoy we feel like we're wasting time but I definitely think that people should think differently about that yeah it's like I'll be like just like reading fan fiction instead of writing it and I'm like man I should be like writing right now and I'm like no what am I doing let me like participate <laughs> in the, yeah. the fandom yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly but I, I get what you mean like I think one of the worst feelings is like realizing that you're losing a, like an interest or an obsession and you're like what's next like if this is leaving me <laughs> that's a, yeah that's a huge mood um that's why I was so happy when like things are coming back like avatar and like I feel like people are just feeling so nostalgic over the things they really enjoyed in childhood I'm trying to think of what I was I'm like I was excited about coming out next but I don't remember yeah, it's like what's next um it, it does suck though when you feel like something's leaving you yeah oh I don't like when I was obsessed with Dan and Phil and then I was getting obsessed with um, Voltron. I could like feel my Dan and Phil obsession leaving me, even though I was currently having a new obsession. I just like felt really guilty about it for no reason. I was like, this is like the fandom where I was curated. I was like, what's going on? I can't leave them. <laughs> yeah, I definitely feel that. Um, I feel like I felt that way a lot when I used to like be on Tumblr and stuff like that too um like the people I followed sometimes I would be like oh this person's just sometimes I didn't understand how some accounts could be solely dedicated to like one thing <laughs> um and I was like how do they like keep their like that passion going you know mm -hmm. um I guess it's just it really depends on the person but I feel like yeah. I like change interests so fast yeah oh I think <laughs> I'm the same way I like I think I watch I watch a lot of YouTube channels kind of religiously like and niche channels kind of that you know they just like do the one thing and recently I it's really embarrassing but since we're talking about all of our embarrassing I was about to say uh, <laughs> obsessions um I'm like really into Fortnite right now 
Really? And um, I don't have an Xbox. My boyfriend has an Xbox, but thankfully um, he lives in the room over there. So um, I can just go play whenever I want. And um, <laughs> I just, I'm, okay, I was really bad. And I don't, I just, for some reason, love the game and like just the way it looks and like what it's like to like play it and like collect all the things and like the, <laughs> the people but um he used to be like why do you always want to play when you're not good <laughs> but then I feel like you know then I I was obsessed with it so I kept playing and then I got better ish yeah. <laughs> They'll say that I'm really bad, which I agree I'm really bad, but like I'm better and I <laughs> actually, you know, get kills now. But then I like started following there's this um Australian um girl gamer that right now like plays majority Fortnite called Loser Fruit and like I just like yesterday like my self-care was just like watching a bunch of her videos and it just like I remember like one of the first opinion pieces I wrote for the breeze too was that we needed more female gamers oh my god it's like full circle for me right now (laughs) I was like I don't know when I was a kid I don't know why like my my siblings like my older siblings weren't really into gaming like I don't know how I got into it but like I remember like saving up money to buy the Xbox 360 and like it came with like Fable and then I got like Call of Duty and I remember like just going at it like trying to (laughs) trying to finish the campaigns on those and like now I feel like I'm coming back to it and like I don't know I think, like, because Justin, my boyfriend, is, like, so into video games, too, like, it's, like, something that we can, like, have in common and, like, do together, which is nice, but, like, I think those things, like, that we do that we're, like, obsessed with, they, like, they fuel, like, our creativity in a way, like, because I know all three of us are, like, very creative-minded people, and I feel like doing those things, like, even just watching, like, people's YouTube videos, like, I'm really into like editing and you know how do you like market something that you like and I don't know I get so many ideas from just like watching those videos and being like oh that was like a really cool way to like edit that or like her like uh I don't know what do you you call them the um like the episode covers like they're really cute or like they're really clever and like I just like, I get creatively fueled by them for some reason, and they're just kind of, like, an escape. And you're also, like, kind of, like, you know, you're using your brain a lot when you, mm-hmm. you know, anytime. Like, when you're playing a video game or, like, playing yeah. Animal Crossing or reading. At least, you know, if you're reading a fanfic, you're reading. Yeah. <laughs> something that no one does. <laughs> That's true. And you're reading something you want to read. Yeah. yeah the only problem is, like, I need to be reading more real books because I've fallen off that wagon a little bit this year but um whatever who cares like real books are rarely gay (laughs) true true yeah that's awesome that you can kind of find like that community do you feel like I guess like when people write fanfics is there just kind of like a big community of people that like create gay romance in fanfics I feel like that's like a big thing because like because the mainstream media and like the shows as they are probably aren't doing that as much like then you kind of like create that on your own I think that definitely plays a part of it and like I know there are like 
like straight ships out there and like probably big straight fandoms but I've never been in them um <laughs> so but from my experience like so much gay fan fiction and I think part of that has to do with the fact that like so much media has like so many male characters and they're all like really well developed and then it's like they're like interacting all the time and it's like okay there's like there could be a romance here <laughs> where it's whereas it's like there's usually like less female characters and then they don't seem to have chemistry on screen um and maybe even barely have chemistry with the males that they're supposed to end up with <laughs> um so I don't know I think I think that plays a part in it yeah, it's interesting to think about how mainstream media doesn't really like, you can't find a lot of shows that really like portrays the LGBTQ community well. Um, but I mean, there are definitely exceptions. I know um, Julian and I talked about She-Ra. Um, yeah. Have you watched She-Ra, Ryan, or heard of She-Ra? Um, that's <laughs> another reboot. <laughs> <laughs> it's another reboot. Um, <laughs> I think it's another 80s show. Um, but it ends with, a gay like couple together and a happy ending and it was one of those things you know my little sister watched it and it was really great that she did because you know she just watched it and that was it you know like there was nothing like crazy about it you know I really wish there were more shows out there like Shira, mm -hmm. um or just shows that didn't like you know that just like normalized those relationships yeah, yeah. and is that that's an animated show yeah, yeah. it is so yeah. fun good <laughs> that's what I think about like when we were talking when we were just talking about that like I thought about you know I can I can come up with a pretty long list now of like live action like you know human actor uh like sitcoms or you know series that have LGBTQ relationships and characters in them but I don't think that that's as represented in animated like mm -hmm. cartoons or anime or anything like that and yeah I mean I think that putting that in some animated shows also like you said Kaylee like can um I guess just like expose like younger kids at a earlier age to like you know the that that's like you know that's a thing <laughs> like we don't need to like be afraid of like showing people that anymore and like we need yeah. to you know be you know not I feel like not destigmatize it but just like be just more like open about like sharing stories about like all kinds of love from like mm -hmm. a young age because I mean that's the only way that it's gonna like be normalized and not like the other then it can just be like the way things are just like it has been you know heterosexually for like ever <laughs> right <laughs> I think another great example was um Legend of Korra um at the end you know Korra and Asami got together and you know my little brother watched that and little sister watched that too and they're just like they thought that was awesome you Aww. know and that's something like growing up we like I can't like recall anything we're like and like that and it's really sad you know because that's not it wasn't normalized when we were I don't know like eight or nine years old it was yeah. honestly like I if I remembered anything like the shows that I was watching were almost like homophobic like if you think about like like Disney Channel series and things or like Nickelodeon series that we would watch as kids like I don't know just like making fun of feminine men or making fun of yeah. like 
like Sam and iCarly like being more masculine or like, you know, just less like dainty and ladylike. Like there was just like a lot of, I feel like teasing and, and like bullying showed of, of people that just like represented not the norm. Um, And so, yeah, to me, like looking back, it's almost like what we watched was honestly homophobic, which is, I think like, I don't know. I think it's like interesting that our generation, I think has still like become like the generation of changing that, like acknowledging that we need to see more representation in media. I don't know. It's just interesting that they tried. I feel like they really tried to raise us on that. And then we said, nope. (laughs) (laughs) And that's enough of that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We'll take it from here. That's a great thing about fandom culture. You know, you can just be who you want to be. You know, you can support what you want to support. And you'll have, like, people behind you who agree with you. And artists and writers like yourself who, like, make these things come true. And I think that's amazing. Jillian, do you read any other fanfics other than Voltron? Yes. And I write I write others, too. <laughs> Tell us um, what those are. <laughs> Okay, um, Dreary, which is Harry and Draco from Harry Potter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Spidey Pool, which is Spider Man and Deadpool. <laughs> Whoa, I like that. <laughs> I've been playing the Spider Man video game recently, and every day when I come home, I'm like full of all these Spider Man vibes. I'm like, I gotta go read some fanfiction. <laughs> I was up late last last night doing that. <laughs> Found a really good one. It was great. <laughs> the Spidey Pool fandom only has like 7,000 fix, I think. So I'd be struggling. <laughs> wow. I've already read all of these. <laughs> I need to discover these. these you need to um, become obsessed with something and just dip your toes into some more fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> I will, I will. Can you, can people like download AO3? is like um, it is it an app or is it like a website not an app so if you see okay. an app on the app store don't don't get it um <laughs> but uh it's just online it's um our okay i'm i have a horrible word, time saying this word archive archive archive, archive. <laughs> archive of our own um <laughs> and uh, you can't download like an app but you can download stories like on um the website and it, like puts it into like a little book like iBooks or whatever like just puts it on your phone <laughs> that's so cool oh i see ao3 but it's actually just a three o yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think you know, i'm an embarrassing like two years after i'd started using it to like realize i was like oh the three is because there's three o's <laughs> wait for real yeah yeah archive oh of <laughs> our own so Three O. I ever discovered that, and I've like used that before. H two O. I wanna. Okay, I wanna ask one last question, and like, I feel like you kind of already talked about it a little bit, but if someone were interested in starting to like write fan fiction or just like write, I don't know, like fiction in general, and like have people consume it, like, what would your advice be to them? um to first of all not care about the views like like you gotta just be like posting things 
and like keep writing keep posting because viewers will come and they'll go and it's like if you're dedicated and you work a lot eventually they'll come and they'll stay um also you know like using tags and stuff like people aren't gonna find your work if you don't like tag it with all the things like you know like the couple like what like the main the main like plot line of the story whatever you need to like those tags like just definitely help your fit get out there and then um not being afraid to promote it on whatever accounts you have like let people know that you posted at work <laughs> and then let them know a few times <laughs> i don't know that's what i would say that's definitely what i did in the beginning it's awesome yeah i know like we talked about like last semester because i have a little baby blog that you know i never dedicate enough time to but <laughs> but you were encouraging me to just you know be consistent with writing and and like you know uh market it out and advertise yes. it so, yeah i guess like if any if you're if anyone's interested in doing anything creative that they want people to know about those are some good some good yeah, tips. Sure. i think we covered everything yeah Okay, well, thanks for coming on again, Jillian. We, yeah, thank you so much. We told her that we last semester that we wanted her to come back on, and <laughs> then she got a little camera shy about the whole fandom thing. But it's so cool, <laughs> and I'm glad that we're talking about it and that, you know, maybe we'll reach a new audience through this. <laughs> oh, I'm sure post, we will. Post the podcast on your whatever, <laughs> something, so that we get a fandom following. <laughs> The Thanks Culture Queen fandom. People are going to start shipping Kaylee and I. Oh my god! They're going to start writing fanfics about us. Don't tell them about your boyfriends. Crap, Ryan, you already mentioned yours. <laughs> I know, we have a whole show about it. Anyways, that's okay. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening again. And uh, be sure to catch up on any episodes that you've missed. We have a lot of good ones that have come out recently. Um, and make sure to follow us on Instagram at culture Queens podcast. And you're already listening to this, but you can listen anywhere you get your podcasts and also on our IGTV where you can see in this episode, Kaylee's cute cat sits behind her. So maybe, maybe you just want to hop on the IGTV for that. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Bye forever.